Greetings one and all, my name is Joe Fizz, and today I'm here to introduce this new podcast called Third Shift Thoughts with Joe Fizz. So something about Third Shift Thoughts that we need to take into consideration and think about is that this is a different kind of podcast in a certain way. So the concept of Third Shift Thoughts is, as a Third Shift worker, you tend to think about things in the middle of the night that you want to remember for the morning. So for example, uh, last night I was trying to think about how to do an origin story for this podcast, you know, how I got into podcasting, where do my thoughts come from, etc. The problem with that is I forgot. <laughs> so here I am, you know, trying to start this new podcast, trying to get you guys uh called into you know this thing that I do this hobby that I do for fun and I don't really know what to talk about so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to do a little bit of an origin story uh, in addition to explaining something that I absolutely love to do and kind of talk about that a little bit and kind of give you a concept of what goes down so in the beginning how to explain this is that I'm not a subject matter expert in anything. <laughs> so being a subject matter expert, you know, certain people like last podcast on the left, they are very centric towards, you know, a lot of deep, heavy research into providing a product each week that talks about, you know, ghosts and ghoulies and aliens and thieves and robbers and murderers, serial killers, things like that. Me, I'm not a subject matter expert on anything. The only thing I'm really a subject matter expert on is vinyl records, and I will probably do a couple different reviews and such throughout this, um, but at the same time, that's not really how the podcast goes. It's just entertaining thoughts in a way that almost would reflect Seinfeld in the essence of like, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why I'm thinking it. It just happened to pop into my head completely random. And I'm going to do my best to collectively think about it throughout the course of the day or whenever the episode needs to be posted. And then in my completely tired haze throughout the day, I'm going to try and record it. Now, if this was ideal, we would make the podcast at night during the third shift. Um, but I have to work. So that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so to kind of get into a little bit more of a background about me uh where first off some of you were probably thinking where the heck did the name joe fizz come from well you see joe fizz was a nickname that was given to me by my aunt and my cousins when i was real really little so what ended up happening was was that my cousins you know being young like myself they didn't know how to pronounce joseph it's kind of a weird name it's I guess, you know, it's just a weird name to pronounce when you're younger, trying to formulate words and such. So they, what ended up happening was um, my cousin looked at me and was like, what's up, Joe Fizz? And then the younger cousins were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. So it caught on that I was Joe Fizz. And so that became the nickname uh, that was put out. So I'm, I was thinking, you know, on third shift, I was trying to pick out what exactly would be a cool moniker? Uh, I know most of you know me from, you know, day to day. 
but I thought it'd be really cool just in case if this ever reaches like a larger audience to incorporate that into this and to who I am. And Fizz also just has a really cool sound to it. So I thought, you know, Joe Fizz would be a fantastic, fantastic name. In addition to that, the reason why I kind of want to do this is because I'm very centric on creating something that lasts. I'm part of my personality is that I really like to dig in and I love to put my mind to things and think. And I really love to make something that will last for somebody. Um, not saying that anything's going to happen because we never wish that upon ourselves. And if we do, we reach out for help. Um, but one of the things that I would really love to see is that this, you know, when I'm older, I've done this for so many years, um, kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, however it works out, they can come back and friends and family, they can come back and listen to this thing that I made. And hopefully my personality comes out through it. Um, I don't know how, I really don't know how this is going to end up. Um, it's just going to be episodic. There's not really going to be serials like my previous podcast. Uh, Graymore is going to be. Um, it is something that I want to put out there just because I know some people probably miss me on the day to day, probably wondering what I'm thinking on certain topics in the world. And I will try to do them as, you know, squared away as possible. Um, beyond that, and the Joe Fizz, you know, nickname as a kid, had pretty humble beginnings, uh, lived in the country all my life, recently moved to the city of Cleveland. Hello, hello, Cleveland. Uh, for those of you who didn't get that reference, uh, I would definitely recommend the movie Spinal Tap. It's uh, pretty fantastic. Might talk about it a little bit later on in this. Um, try to avoid copyright as much as possible, uh, issue, like copyright issues as much as possible. So my goal is to reference these things and then have you go out and look at them or listen to them or watch them. Uh, look, do your own research, um, but provide something that you know gives an origin of sorts. High school was pretty interesting. We're going to move on into high school because who gives a crap about elementary school? Um, high school for me was pretty awesome. Uh, I had a lot of really great friends. Most of them I play D&D with every Monday night, which is hella cool because I love playing D&D. And, you know, I'm definitely an advocate for destigmatizing it. Um, it is something that I personally look forward to as an escape, as something that I can pour into. As I've talked about with this podcast, it's my self-care, which I think we'll have to go through a self-care episode later um, to kind of go through, you know, in case you never engaged in self-care, in case you ever want to go through self-care, we can talk about it. However, for me, um, I have, a, so I have friends from high school. I play with D&D um, &D with them on Monday nights. Uh, I have friends that I still go home and visit. Um, you know, we ride the roads or ride motorcycles or we just sit around and play video games. You know, there's, I'm very attached to my hometown. Um, I don't want to disclose it because, you know, just like privacy on my own part in case um, something like that comes up into the future. Uh, however, it was, high school was fun. Um, I don't think I'd really change much about it. Probably the only thing I would change is that I had more hands so that I could do more activities um, and more time to hang out with everybody more. Um, not really a whole lot to talk about with it. Um, I got into acting 
And I think that's how I got into the podcast stuff later. But I did, let's see here. I'm trying to think of all the things that I did. I'm probably going to forget something. Um, I did, you know, soccer for four years. I did <clears throat> basketball for a year. I did um, marching band for three, uh, concert and pep band for three. Um, acting, as I said, I did a little bit of a speech club. I did. It's sad when you start to forget things that you did. Um, but there's really not a whole lot to talk about with it. When I got into college, though, um, I ended up going four years at four year university. I didn't really step out and try and shine as much as I did in, um, on, in high school, but I still went and I still did my best. Um, and any, ending up pretty well, uh, got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. So technically I should be a subject matter expert of that. However, I'm very humble. <laughs> I don't want to put that out there. Uh, a little bit of the material has been lost in time because it hasn't been in practice. Uh, but I do know a little bit about the criminal justice system as a whole. Uh, my minor was in political science, and I know this is going to be a trigger for some of you. Uh, I definitely do not want to offset that. I definitely don't want to put you in a situation where you feel that this podcast is leaning one way or the other. I know some of you might end up in that conclusion. Uh, I personally try not to lean one way or the other. The goal for leaning not one way or the other is that I have the subjectivity or the ability to look at all sides of the problem and then pick accordingly. There are some things I stand on, obviously, that you know will lean one way or the other. Uh, for example, I think the security of the country is really important. Now, the reason why I bring up this kind of a topic is that it's subjective, which means here that, you know, it can change. It doesn't have to necessarily be this certain policy or this certain policy. We need to, and we'll talk about this in the podcast too, we need to have the ability to look at something in a way that we negate our own biases and recognize, we recognize and negate our own biases in order to be able to pick the best possible outcome. Sometimes that might mean we have to, I know the current current jargon is to reach across the aisle to the, to the opposing side, but the goal shouldn't be this self-righteous side of right or wrong. The goal should be what is going to be the best for everything at large. And for everything at large, in this case, it would be including the country. So I dabbled a little bit in this political science, uh, enough to minor in it. Um, people should people were telling me I should have done music because that is one of my passions, which we will talk about here in a little bit, in about four or five minutes. Um, so other than that, I really started to like the political science aspect, and I started to delve into it more and considered going to uh, graduate school for my master's degree. So I made an application to my uh, master's program and I got in. So my master's degree, because I get asked all the time <laughs> what it is in, it is a master's of arts in political science that I'm working towards right now. It is political science and then the 
subsect of it is security studies, which can mean a couple different things. It can mean, you know, intelligence analysis. It can be overall security. It can be, you know, other various types of things within that field. Uh, the, the looking as far as like what I want to do with it, I'm not sure. <laughs> I might not end up discussing it on this podcast at some point. I don't think I probably will because it's kind of a personal thing, uh, which is funny because all of this is personal if you really think about it. But I don't want to, again, put myself out there in a way that will hinder me from such prospects. Uh, so my goal is to make this podcast, you know, humorous, a little funny, uh, not too self-indulging, not that I have anything to hide, but just for my own and my family's own privacy and sake, that is the goal for that. So we're coming up on the first 15-minute block. Uh, basically how this podcast is going to run, I'm going to do roughly 30 minutes uh, of talk. Uh, sorry if you want you know, music or something else going on in the background. Um, I don't, I'm going to test with this first. And then following that, um, if y'all have any comments or questions, uh, I'm going to set up a Facebook page, Twitter. I don't really use all that much because it's just, I liked it a little bit and then it just died off for me. Um, I'll probably throw out my email too, just in case you have more comments and questions, you can email me and I can work on bettering this podcast for the future again. And this is the first test episode. So this is the first dry run. So I'm just kind of, you know, doing something. <laughs> um, so now that we kind of went through my origin story a tiny bit, I think we're going to delve into some of my favorite things that are coming up. Uh, I'll probably spend about like five minutes talking about each. Um, but I think instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the topic, one of the topics that is most near and dear to my heart, and I'm going to spend the most time talking about it. And that for me personally is vinyl records. I love going out into towns and, you know, looking at their record shops. But before I do that, we're going to incorporate a little music break. So um, please forgive <laughs> the garage band loops that I'm going to use, but everybody needs a little music in their lives. So I'll be back in two minutes. Thank you. 
to third shift thoughts uh, after that brief random music interlude um so i was kind of noticing with the with the podcast that i was making uh while i was listening to certain parts during the interlude i probably should talk a lot slower but at the same time if anyone knows me i talk pretty fast as it is so if you can't keep up thought about Oh, thought my microphone was about ready to take the big plummet, but that's okay. Um, so I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'm just going to, you know, try my best to go a little bit slower, uh, but we shall see how that ends up going. So one of the things that in my hobby list that is near and dear to my heart is going to vinyl record stores or just music stores in general, and digging through the album collection. So a lot of people who personally know me will definitely say the first thing out of my mouth um, will probably either be a Scott Pilgrim versus the World reference or that I prefer and love to go look for vinyl records. So for those of you who don't know or don't really care about why it's really cool to go to a record store. I'm going to lay it out for you. So, you know, for example, you have your phone, you are looking at your phone and you know, you, you know, you have this artist that you absolutely love. Let's just say, for example, um, I was going to say Prince, but I wasn't really feeling Prince today. I'm trying to think of what kind of data is. Let's just say it's, um, Oh gosh, why is this so hard? Let's just go with a fairly popular artist, Coldplay. So Coldplay, for example, um, they've got, I think it's like, uh, let me look here. Things like six albums, seven albums. Um, so if you're looking just studio albums, Coldplay has Parachutes, Rush of Blood to the Head, X and Y, Viva La Vida, Milo Zyloto, Ghost Stories, and Head Full of Dreams. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I was right, seven albums. They have seven albums worth of material. This material, you know, you can just access on your phone. No big deal. Um, but take for a minute, if you will, and think about this. So, for example, I have this record store that I absolutely love and adore. And it's called Magnolia Thunder Pussy, which is really funny. It's, I don't get why it's called Magnolia Thunder Pussy. Um, all I know is that there is this crimson cat and it's listening through headphones 
and just kind of like with its hand up and it's one of the greatest places and one of the most comforting places that I've ever been to except being in downtown Columbus where you have to <laughs> make sure that your meter is full or else they're going to ticket you uh, right there on high street so being there you know I'm personally right now really really into uh you know Frank Zappa I really enjoy uh, Nirvana so let's let's use that's a really actually a better example let's use Nirvana Nirvana has three four studio albums um three technically if you want to go for um Bleach Nevermind and In Utero and then four technically with Insecticide those are kind of you know demos ish as far as I can tell um but anyway let's just use nirvana for example so let's say they have the four only the four albums you go into a record store you you take the time out of your day to say i'm gonna go and i'm going to look for this album so some people probably don't care about album artwork some people probably don't care about you know the process of taking the songs from acetate which is essentially like where you're playing live in the studio and there is a disc where it cuts into the disc the sounds that you are making. Um, this process is really cool. If you're recording live to acetate, as Third Man Records does, it's a really intense process because um, whatever, you know, <laughs> there are no do-overs. Um, whatever goes into that acetate, you know, it's, it's there. So... It's a pretty expensive process, but it's a really, I think it's a really fascinating and cool process. So, you know, you were taking the time out of your day to drive to this place to dig through bins and bins and bins to find these albums, these albums that spoke to you. Um, I know some people don't care about music, so to kind of enlighten you on what it's like to love and experience this music so much that you just absolutely love, it is looking at you know i love this i love this so much that i'm taking the time out of my day to go get it using my gas money to drive to it i want to go dig for hours to try and find this record um and also too i like all kinds of music so it's cool to see the different album covers as i go through it's cool to pick up a sealed copy or if it's unsealed you just it's the smell it's like an old book you know you if you love the smell of old books um some of them are attached to coffee shops like the one that's in Tremont, which is called The Loop, um, it is attached to a coffee shop. So that's kind of cool. Um, people kind of cycle through and put on records as they go. Um, having this concept, though, being able to go to the store and to look for this is a lot of fun, especially if you're with friends. Because say, for example, I like Nirvana and my wife, Alex, really likes Katy Perry. She'll find a Katy Perry record, like an actual vinyl album, um, and she'll show it to me. And I'm like, that's really cool. Um, especially too, you know, sometimes with these records, they'll, uh, they'll have al alternate artworks. Uh, for example, I don't know if anyone's a fan of the gorillas, gorillas, the band, but, um, plastic beach is set on a sunset. Um, but the one that I have the vinyl record al alternative, it's daytime. So it's really cool to see the different artworks, um, play out in that regard but you know you're taking the time to go to the store as i've said three times already you're taking the time to dig through the bins the other thing too is the find 
the find is awesome. When you find the record that you've been looking for, there's an emotional attachment to it. You are actually owning or about to own this music. Think about that. You know, today we find that in regards to music, that's why I used to love iTunes is because you're paying for this music. I know some people don't like to pay for things. Makes sense. I don't like to pay for things either. I'm an adult. Um, Bills suck. But the point is, is that you are taking the time to go look for this record, buy this record, invest your money into this record. Um, Records, depending on the record, holds a lot of value. Um, I know I have a couple Beatles ones that I haven't opened um, that hold a lot of value in today's market. Um, I specifically have another copy of another record that I really don't want to talk about on the podcast um, in case, you know, it's brought up, but it's a Prince record that I know I can't get anywhere else. And I found it in this record store. That's, that's the other appeal about this is that you're going into the store and for Nirvana, for example, say if somebody gave up their collection, they were in Germany and they found a, they had a bootleg copy of a live show. So a bootleg copy means that it wasn't technically gone or like produced through a, like a recording company, for, for example, like RCA Victor or, um, you know, Sony or, um, EMI or, uh, there's another big one, Columbia, you know, those, those recording companies, um, those producers, things like that, but they will have these random live shows that you can't really get anywhere else. It's cool to find, you know, what album, what album artwork did they put on it? For example, I have a Nirvana album. It's called not so Saturday live, not so Saturday night live or no, sorry, Saturday, not so live. No, <laughs> Saturday night, not so live. There it is. And anyway, on the album cover, it's got Kurt, Chris Novoselic, and Dave Grohl um, in caricature. And then in the background, it has the stage and it has John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd of Blues, Bo- Blues Brothers fame. And it's really cool to have this album because I know I, I can't get this on iTunes, Spotify. Might be able to find it on YouTube, but it's not in a quantified collection like this. Um, so it's really cool to find those kind of things and to own the music because taking the ownership out of music, you know, it makes it a lot less personal. Um, I think that's one of the major downfalls of the, uh, digital era is that it's, it's taken a lot of social aspects out of the music too. Like I know that, you know, it's easily accessible on your phone to be like, Oh, Hey, here's the new Coldplay album. Cool. But, you know, there's the anticipation, there's the buildup, there's the, I can't wait to see this record. Now, we have to take into account that not there are certain records that have a certain number of quantity. So, for example, I have a pressing of Sage and Spirit, which is a Grateful Dead album that they teamed up with um, oh, Dogfish Head, IPA, the brewing company, to make. Um, it's on colored vinyl, which if you didn't know, records can be on multiple colors. Um, I have several that are multicolored. I have several that are monocolored. Um, the standard of those typically black for the vinyl. Um, and you know, it's, there are only 2000 copies of this Grateful Dead record. So I'm one person of the 2000 that have this one record. Now, you know, thinking on that, you know, you're going to say, okay, Joe, why, 
why does it matter? You know, why would I want to invest in this? Um, I have to buy a turntable. I have to buy a stereo. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to say to this too, once you bring the record home, um, even if it's just for your own personal use, there is an aspect to it where it is communal. You know, you say, for example, you have somebody over and you're talking about a band. It's just really an interesting timepiece to be able to say, oh, I have the new record. You want me to put it on? And, you know, once you take the record and you put it on the turntable and you hit the uh, needle arm button for it to be able to go over, or if you drop your own needle, um, you just hear this, you know, you're hearing this crackle, crackle, and then you hear, and you can tell that the record has entered the groove. And once that happens, there's just this magic. It's the anticipation, as I said, it's the the wanting to hear it, you know, it's being able to talk about it. It's relaxing too, to see the vinyl spin around at 33 repetitions per minute. It's engrossing. You know, you want, at least on my end, to just sit and stare at it. You know, that's why they, people make different slip mats and things like that, um, just to see them spin around. Some of the more clear records that I have, I'm able to see my slip mat uh, underneath it because the way that it works is you know you have this vinyl record you don't want it to get scratched on just the standard um, slip mat that the uh, turntable company gave you so for me for example I have one that says um, third man vault member um, which the vault is um, Jack White of the White Stripes Tours, Dead Weather and Solo Fame he made this um group where they put out exclusive records from his record company um, quarterly. So having that as uh, my own personal turntable, you know, that's something really cool and kind of exclusive for me. Um, But being engrossed in this record, it's taking the time to commit into your music. It's taking time to maybe invest in somebody near you, you know, the only downside, and this is the part that actually really sucks about records, you can't jump around. <laughs> Don't The records can skip if you move or drop something or something like that. So you have to tread carefully. Um, I almost call it the uh, turntable walk where you're stepping on your tiptoes basically to move around. Um, but this this is something that I think we've lost in culture today. I think that, you know, yes, our music is more accessible and yes, it's easier to go on road trips and stuff because you don't have to do a mixtape, which I think mixtapes are cooler anyway. Um, or, you know, have a record player in your car. But at the same time, this concept is, um, you know, really, really cool where you're taking the time to sit down. You're taking the time to actually invest in the music, or you can walk around the house with a turntable if you have, um, like multi-channel surround sound in your house, but just having that ability to invest into this record, to actually sit and pay attention to what this artist has tried to do for you. It's something that I think we have lost. You know, we just take it for granted now that we pay 10 bucks to Spotify and we get this whole slew of music just out of there. But this artist has taken so much time, so much energy to craft this piece you know another thing 
a single, you know, just a seven inch single, which is, you know, an A and B side. Um, yeah, that's one thing, but an actual album that somebody has taken the time for, we don't take the time for them, which is really sad considering they take, they have taken the time for us. So these records, you know, these, uh, these things that, you know, we, or at least I, you know, hold on to so dearly, you know, it's, you might find a song that wasn't popular on the radio that you absolutely love, um, that this artist has really thought out. And, you know, just because it doesn't have the same drum and bass as, you know, every other record, you know, or every other single on the radio, you know, that doesn't mean that's not a good song. Case in point, Coldplay has a really great song called Everglow. Very soft, very cumbersome. Um, it's something that, you know, on a record, because records for records, um, vinyl records have the ability to open up the full sound, whereas uh, MP3 tracks are what's called compressed, where sometimes things get muffled over or they're not as visible as they're used to. Um, with this record, with Everglow, you can hear the piano, you can hear it echo, you can hear just how much heart and soul Chris Martin is pouring into this song about Gwyneth Paltrow. It's really beautiful thing to experience and having that open and full sound, being able to hear everything that's going on is, is a game changer. I think for me, um, some people might throw around the audiophile, uh, trope at me, or they might throw this or that around, but I think it's something more. It's something worth at least trying once, um, investing in, seeing if you actually like it. Because, you know, they hold their value, like I said. They're a communal thing. Um, even if you're just by yourself, it's it's comforting to have and hear the, the f- distinct pop. You never forget your first record. Uh, my first record for me was Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. And it changed my whole life. Um, hearing the pop and then it dropping into Tangle Up in Blue. Um, just any artists now are recognizing that this is a platform, even modern artists. Um, recently I've seen, you know, the Black Panther soundtrack on, uh, in record stores and on vinyl. I've seen Arctic Monkeys, Bon Iver, Iron and Wine, uh, Gorillas, for example, as I previously mentioned, hip hop artists. Uh, I know Watsky is one that I've really enjoyed uh, having a couple of his on vinyl. It's it's just a different platform. It's something to work into, uh, look into. And if you have any questions about it, I'd be more happy to talk about it on the podcast. But I have gone five minutes over, which is not what I wanted to do for the first episode. But... Um, I think, you know, this was a good episode to start off and I just wanted to close on this topic of vinyl with, um, dig the groove, you know, it's, even if you just go to your local record store and you ask them to just put on a record, just a random one, just to have the experience, um, to know off of. And that way, you know, if you want to do it or not. So in conclusion of the podcast for today, uh, I just want to say I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that it's 
what you thought it was going to be. Uh, I hope it's in time, it gets even better. Uh, but this first episode, I know the origin story took a little more time than what I was hoping it would, but I'm hoping that this next episode is even better than this one. I'll hopefully, hopefully dive into like weirder topics, uh, stuff that is actually like a third shifty thought. Um, but in conclusion, I just wanted to leave you with the uh, slogan, which I have to find that I came up with. Oh, well, that's funny. I didn't find it. So anyway, I will leave you with this for today. Um, dig the groove. Go out and look at your local record store. Um, craft your own origin story. Maybe someone around you would want to know. And for this episode, my name is Joe Fizz. And I hope you have a really great day. Third Shift Thoughts is produced, recorded, and written by Joseph Byers. It is powered by Pinecast.com. Comments, questions, concerns? Email us at jos r-b-y-e-r-s at gmail.com and we will do our best to get back with you and straighten everything out and as always keep thinking those deep deep thoughts and when you step out into the daylight tell somebody that you know we'll see you next time